welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica Curry, and I am your host. And my name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. Man, you hit him with an Erica Curry. I did. I was like, have I ever said my full name? I mean, yeah, I guess not. I, unless when we're getting our handles out. Yeah, I just, I felt formal today. My name is Cassandra Cardenas, and these are today's top stories. Yeah, I felt like I put on a little bow tie. I was at a little uh, get-together last night for a birthday party. With I was a little nervous about COVID. However, this person happens to live in a beachside condo and is able to open up like the like half of her house mm-hmm. to the outside world. So like all the that the giant door was open, and I heard just the ocean crashing. It was pretty tight, and we were all having a conversation about. When you ever, whenever you recall stories from high school, it's someone's full name always. Yes, it's it is. never like it's never like oh, me and my friend Maya. It's like always like oh my god, me and my friend Maya did a little. I can't even say her name because it was like such a mouthful, and she only goes by Maya Worthy now. Maya De Adela Worthy. I'm only using her full name because I she listens to this podcast. But uh, it's every story you have to have everyone's full name, otherwise it just doesn't work. That is a weird quirk about high school friends. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Especially like crushes. Oh my God. You know what's weird? Because I never dated anyone within my own school, I have forgotten crushes' names because they were other school crushes. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have that like everyday familiarity with them. Sure. So those have kind of fallen off. That's fair. Yeah, no, crushes and enemies were always a full name thing. Oh, I can recite enemies backwards and forwards. (laughs) But yeah, I just, I seem to know, I know all of my friends, enemies and crushes full fucking names from high school. And it's not like we called each other our full names in high school. Like I never was like... Hey, Maya Dea Della Worthy, do you want to go and hang out with me? It was it was just Maya. But yeah, man, whenever you're recounting it. And I think that there's a reason. This is my hypothesis. When you're in high school, the stakes of your life are very low. I mean, you really like the most important, maybe not these days with global warming, but back when we were in high school, like you the most important things in your life were the people in your classes and the people you went to school with and so you kind of had more capacity to remember all of like their full names whereas these days like I could meet someone four fucking times and I will not remember their name but also like I have to pay bills I've got like a 13 year old dog at home I'm I'm struggling with weight loss man I I'm I'm in dry January for fuck's sake like I've got too much going on to know your full name let alone even your first name that's what I think I've got contestants of drag race from how many countries that I have to remember at this point, I can't remember your first and last name. Absolutely. There's just too much going on. Like I have to, I I put a mental thing in my head of a grocery list instead of writing it down. I'm not going to remember that your name is Michael. Yeah. (laughs) You need to do something like Michael tripped and fell. 
Oh, I'll remember you then. Yeah, because your name's weird, and I'm going to tell a lot of people about it. I'm going to say, I met someone today whose last name was Triptonfell. I don't remember their first name. I'm busy, but their last name was Triptonfell. <laughs> because they tripped and fell. <laughs> this is what I was going for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's fell. That's fell. That's fell. That's fair. Why couldn't yeah. I say fair? Help me. Help me. Help, Help me. me. My tired. brain is like Swiss cheese these days. Yeah, yeah. I think the alcohol really helps. You know, I, I have been doing more of the medicinal marijuana, the gift that is marijuana. That's the California dry January is what uh, people are referring to what you're talking about. too. Yes, I have been doing a California dry January and my <laughs> brain is just full of little holes. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I find maybe I should save this for my therapist, but I just kind of like the it's I don't drink every day you know as it is but like simply taking away the option to drink every day makes me feel stifled and makes me feel anxious that I'm not going to be able to find something to do with myself I don't know I think we were talking about this on Nooner podcast last week where we because everyone's doing dry January and everyone's just kind of like what's the point like there's no one holding a gun to my head that says that I have to do this um yeah you sleep better yada 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 yeah okay like I, I I enjoyed that like a week two weeks ago now I'm just like you know going to fucking parties and staying sober and drinking iced tea whatever anyways it's just a promise I've made to myself to see if I can do it at this oh, point. Yeah. And I'm like so stubborn. I'm going to hold up my end of the deal. Yeah. And by the way, if you are sober by choice, fucking you are honestly a god amongst people. Like I'm so happy for you and so mm -hmm. proud of you because this is hard. Yes. Yes. Uh, all the respect in the world. Yes. Yes. Hey. What do you, what makes you trash this week? Well, I went on maybe the biggest ride I've ever went on without ever leaving a parking lot. <laughs> okay. I got taken for a ride, Cassandra. I met the LA icon. Oh, yes. Holy shit. Yes. I met LA icon Angeline. Right. And if you're not familiar, Angeline rose to fame in the 80s by having like 80 something billboards that was just her scantily clad that said Angeline and she wears pink and she just made herself famous for being famous back before that was a thing. I'd say the original influencer, wouldn't you? Truly the original influencer. Because... You'd see those billboards and you wouldn't you wouldn't know what they were for, but you wouldn't forget them either. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to spoil anything. I just want to say like it's an L.A. It's like an L.A. thing. Like you, you see two things when you live in L.A. You're going to have a Jay Leno sighting because he drives weird fucking cars mm -hmm. and you're going to have a sighting of Angeline because she drives what? A pink Corvette. Yep. And her vanity license plate tells you exactly who you're looking at. It says Angeline. 
It says Angeline. So I want to hang out with Angeline. So she's been in some some movies. She's had like some minor parts. She had a recording career. She's she's just famous for being famous. Like she made herself famous by having these billboards up and and just has prolonged her career. She's 71 years old. She has the body of a 20-year-old. Body be banging. So I, I want to hang out with Angeline. And we met up in the Gower Gulch, which is a Western-themed strip mall. In, like, the velvet crotch of Hollywood. In the velvet crotch of Hollywood. <laughs> we met up in the Denny's parking lot. And I I got to meet her. And I was like, oh, you know, like, we were talking. And it was, so, you know, Winston came with me to kind of be my, like, assistant slash photographer and I was like oh great you know could we could we get a photo and she's like oh I charge $25 for photographs and I was like okay yeah that's I was prepared you know I was emotionally prepared that I was gonna have to buy merch for this hangout like I had been warned by others that had won a hangout with Angeline that I was gonna get hustled and I was like okay and then I was like oh and how much you know and then you know, how much is a t-shirt? Guess, just guess. Take a wild stab at how much a t-shirt was. Uh, I mean, the most expensive t-shirt I can think of would be like $45. And that would be like a rhinestone t-shirt at a Rolling Stones concert. Sure. I'm embarrassed to tell you it was $80. <sighs> what does the shirt look like? It's just a... A gilded tee with with an airbrushed Angeline on it. And I bought it. What? $80? 80 Again, I went on a ride without ever leaving the parking lot. Why did... Wait, okay, because... Okay, all right, fine. You never saw her face, right? Because she doesn't tend to show her face anymore. She 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 has like a, uh, like a genie-looking scarf on... Like, below her nose. So she does not show her lower half of her face. Right. Because, like, I mean, because she's, she used to when she was younger. But when she got older, because everyone I've seen who's ever won these hangouts with her, like, the pictures are always, Angeline has a fan in front of her face. Like, she Uh doesn't, she obviously doesn't like to show the lower half of her face, maybe because it's older, or I don't know what the hell it is. Who, who can say? I mean, she, she gave me my money's worth. Did she? In the photos. I would say I got I got a, my money's worth. And then yeah. if I bought a like a, a like a photograph, like a take home photo, she threw in a free photo with Winston. Okay, yeah, because I saw you took three photos. Or I received three photos. Did you pay twenty five per? I paid so as soon as you take a photo, she wants photo like approval. She'll take your phone out of the hand of whoever took it and, <laughs> and and confirm how she looks. And then she'll say, oh, and you look good, too. <laughs> oh, my God. So you really get one shot. You get one shot. So you better make it good. Because in my head, I was like, oh, you just turn on a quick shutter and you get like a ton of them, you know. But if she's getting photo approval, she'll see that you did that. Yeah, she 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 looks through the photos. So you better make sure that you get your pose, your smile, your whatever you're bringing, you better bring it right. Oh, my God. 
I will post photos on our Trashy Trashy Instagram as well as my personal <laughs> Instagram on Monday. But, I mean, she she gave me an experience and she talked to me, you know, for a while. And she's just a hoot, man. Like 71 years old, body of a 20-year-old, always hustling. You know, she found out Winston's like a writer and a producer. And she's like, oh, maybe you could write about me. Never stop, like never stop hustling. Like, that's how she got to where she is, is that she she hustled me into a shirt. <laughs> I spent way too much money. <laughs> she She's trying to hustle Winston into writing about her. You know, like, she's just a, a, an icon. And I spent way too much money trying to hang out and learn from her. Wow. What did you learn besides never stop hustling? To never show the bottom half of my face. I would save so much <laughs> money on lipstick. I mean, you'd think that she would just find, like, a fun mask. COVID, she might shine, except that she's old. But, like... Yeah. But yeah. Not the not the genie scarf. Not the... Yeah. I was, you know, to each their own. Like, you gotta... You gotta feel good to look good, you know? So, she she obviously something... You know, she's gotta feel good to look good on the So, outside. she didn't take you for a ride in the car? Did you get to go in the car? No, I didn't even get to go on a ride in the car for what I spent. Is it a Corvette or is it a Lamborghini? It's a Corvette. Yeah. American made. American made. Good for her. She's, yeah, she's, she's thoroughbred. Yeah. But yeah, I, I got taken for quite a ride without ever leaving a parking lot. You know, God bless her. God bless. I, I mean, if I could look like that when I'm 71... I'll never look like that. <laughs> That's what I learned. She's okay. So she's for anyone else who doesn't feel like Googling her. She's like platinum. Her whole vibe before. Imagine like a platinum blonde Betty Page. That's kind of the energy. Yes. That's a good way to describe it. Right. Yes. Platinum there. blonde. All all pink or leopard print or whatever. Like Betty Page mm-hmm. vibe. Like very pin y But like in 80s version of it i guess yeah yeah again I'll, I'll post photos and you can you know make your draw your own conclusions and see if what i did was worth it but um <laughs> hey man to me no but like to you it sounds it feels on brand it it was fun and i was like i have a little bit of disposable income i don't mind paying homage to this icon you know sure yeah and and how are how are you trash i have a historical trash so it came to me i'm not going to spoil anything but you'll understand why it came to me once i go with my what i'm throwing out later but there was a time where i would go out and get drunk with my friends and walk home and you know pass out and go to sleep it was called my 20s the one time i did such a thing and i used to own I bought these at like H&M. So the fact that they didn't fall apart after like the third time I wore them is a mystery. But I had these uh, maroon velvet combat boots and I would wear them all the time. Like come at me when I was 24, 25 and try to tell me that those boots didn't fucking match every outfit. And I would have called you a liar. 
Mm-hmm. So one time I wore my boots out and I got drunk with my friends and we walked back home and then we, you know, everyone passed out. But I was uh, so drunk that I was having a hard time removing my shoes. You know, they were laced up and I was like the it was knotted or something was wrong. I just I, I don't know because it was like <laughs> I barely remember it, but I really wanted to go to bed. And what I should have done was just go to bed with the shoes on. I mean, that's crazy, but like, that's not unheard of. Like just to go to bed with the shoes on and then deal with it in the morning. But what I did instead was I went to the kitchen, I grabbed some kitchen scissors, I walked back to my room and I cut my favorite boots off of my feet. <gasps> like, <laughs> like a fucking surgeon or like a fire, like an EMT or some shit. This like, was a, a wartime decision. <laughs> it really was. And so <laughs> I woke up the next morning hungover and saw my boots in shreds. And I was like, what the fuck did I do? And then it came back to me. I was like, I cut these boots off of my feet. What oh. the fuck? Private, private, this is the only way we can save the foot. It really was like that. Both shoes. Not even like, how could I? I don't understand how both of them were knotted in a way where I couldn't get them off. But I think maybe one of them was so knotted that I just like didn't even bother not cutting off the other one. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's all. Sometimes just cut them off. And I maybe could have saved them because most of the chopping was like on the laces. I maybe just could have exchanged the laces. But... The damage was done, and uh, it was sad. The wor- the worst part, too, is that I think I carried those boots with me at least, like, for another year, because I kept saying I'm going to fix them because they were my favorite, and then finally I just threw them away. <laughs> and you played taps as you burned them and gave them a military funeral. Yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, um, I So fucking stupid. Well, speaking of, of boots that went away, let's get into our first story. Oh, yeah. That was a good transition. I didn't even realize. Thank you. From TheGuardian.com. M&Ms are slut-shaming the green one, and this is not what Gen Z wants. Yes, my God. And not to speak for Gen Z, because they're younger than me, but like I think as a millennial, I can say, we also don't want this. No. Not at all. I don't understand what what executives got in the boardroom and said, okay, the white go-go boots and lashes have got to go. We want health care. We, <laughs> we want health care. <laughs> Not that M&M's can provide it, but like, <laughs> no one's mad. No yeah. one. Okay. Anyways, so everyone knows... Well, not everyone knows, but you've got your kind of like uh, mystery gang of uh, M&M's characters. You've got the fast talking red one, you know, who seems to be the scheming one. And then you've got the yellow one who's kind of, I guess, stupid. I don't know what the yellow one's deal was. It's stupid. I think he was stupid. Like it was like they were playing on the trope of like pinky in the brain kind of shit. And then you had the orange one who was like very anxious. I think he was filled with. No, I don't know. The the yellow one was a peanut butter M&M. Yeah. My anxiety king, the orange one. Yeah. And then you had like the brown one who was a woman, but like, I guess the Velma of the gang. (laughs) Yeah. 
yes. uh, you know, just because she was like smarter or something. And then you had that old sexy minx, the green M&M. The, the Marilyn Monroe of the confectionery world, as the Guardian puts it. So, you know, she lots of commercials with her, like, just, like, slam dunk insulting the other boy M&Ms and being, like, hot while she does it. White go-go boots. But now M&Ms have decided to uh, put her in some sneakers. Don't take away her boots. Don't take away her lashes. If you... Okay, if you took away if you took away my lashes, I would feel as if a limb had been cut off. Yeah. The 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 time pre-vaccine COVID to pre-vaccine when I had to stop getting lashes done, that like over a year period. Yeah. Was some of the darkest times in my life. <laughs> For that reason and that reason only. For that reason alone. <laughs> I was gonna say I was like it's a pretty dark time for everyone, but uh, it might not have been because of lashes. I had to stop getting my false eyelashes put on, and it was dark. Man, I yeah, so we're going to Mexico next month, and like, ooh, I want to get lashes, but also like we keep having these conversations about like saving money, mm-hmm. but like I want to get them so bad. Ugh. Anyways, whatever. That's a different conversation. So the entire M&M squad apparently is going to be undergoing a more progressive makeover. So the green M&M is now going to wear trainers in order to reflect confidence and empowerment as a strong female known for much more than her boots. I don't remember like I'd rather have to cut my boots off drunk than be told that I have to wear trainers all the time. Female empowerment means Cutting off your own boots. Yeah. With doing, scissors. Doing whatever you you want to do within bounds. Yeah. Uh, and they're shortening the brown M&M's heels to a more professional height. No one asked for this. This wasn't some, like, reaction to a petition. This wasn't some some response to a trick, uh, like a TikTok trend where everyone was bitching about green M&M being the slutty one. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't like Eminem corporate got our letters. Yeah, no one was even thinking about the Eminem. Who, whose idea was this? I, I have no idea. And and Tucker Carlson, like, is pissed he can no longer fuck the green Eminem, it seems. Tucker Carlson being like, why in this society have we made the green Eminem less fuckable? I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> To me, that was a perfect impression, by the way. It was very good. (laughs) I haven't even seen what he said about this because I find him truly unwatchable. But, you know, I think I I think I did pretty good. I just I mean, I've just seen the the memes on Twitter, but he's big mad about about this rebranding. Is it because the millennials find the M&Ms previously too sexy? (laughs) Everything is a question. So I guess now her whole deal is that she's like a hype woman rather than, you know, like the M&M that we all want to have sex with. It's just stupid. Just make candy. Just make candy. The green M&M was a side character at best. Like, I don't really, I'm not, I'm super not familiar with like the brown and orange ones, like whole deals. Like, isn't it red and, red and yellow is all you're going to get in a Super Bowl commercial or a, or a Christmas commercial. Very seldomly do you get red. And 
wasn't the whole thing about female empowerment anyways because like she would come in and like make the red and yellow ones look fucking stupid and look good while doing it yeah red and yellow are the stars they're the ones that get to interact with santa claus like they're the ones i hate to say it they're male forward brand yeah and also like you gave them the best colors like are you really gonna just like change up your whole thing to like now having all your commercials feature like progressive you know girl boss green Eminem and then like her like nerdy sidekick the brown Eminem and then non-binary orange I don't know I mean they haven't announced that orange is non-binary but I'm just saying it's not out of the realm of possibility don't give the conservatives something to be upset about if you take (laughs) away orange's gender they will lose their minds I'm just saying that orange is already suffering from so much anxiety and maybe it's about gender who knows (laughs) who knows Give Orange an Ativan. <laughs> you know who else might need an Ativan? Our next, the, 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 the collection, the crypto bros in our next story. Yes. So this comes to us from Consequence.net, Erica's favorite website. Mm-mm-mm. Crypto Collective spent millions on a copy of Dune Book thinking it gave them IP rights. <laughs> the owners want to produce an original animated limited series inspired by the book and sell it to a streaming service. Cryptocurrency collective Spice DAO purchased a rare copy of Alejandro Jedodorsky. Oh my Jedi- god, I'm gonna I'm gonna get fucking crushed for this. Jedodowski. Okay, Dune spending millions, more than one hundred times the estimated auction price, because they were apparently a mistake under the mistaken impression that owning the book was the same as owning intellectual intellectual property rights. So basically, they saw. The fact that Crypto.com now owns the what was formerly known as the Staples Center in L.A. And uh, they were like, oh, tight. We should do that, too. But over Dune. Yeah. So it's still Frank Herbert's original IP. Like, he's the one that wrote Dune and God of Dune and all the sequels. This is just the avant-garde director made, tried to make and cinematic adaptation of Dune in the 70s, and it failed. And so these are one of 10 Bibles that he made in attempt to convince the studio to finance the project. It didn't succeed, but the curious have gained a cult following around it. And so in 2019, one of these Bibles sold for about $42,000. And so the Spice DAO thought that if they bought one of these, it would somehow give them intellectual property rights. So they bought it for about $3 million and they want to make it public and they want to produce an animated limited series and they want to support derivative projects from the community. It's essentially the same as like me. I've owned my copies of the Harry Potter books since you know, 2016. So I'm the author of Harry Potter now. If I buy those off of you, could I make a Harry Potter movie? Yes, I think so. Especially because, you know, it is uh, previously authored by international transphobe J.K. Rowling. So it's best that we own those prop- that the property rights. Now, and here's 
counterpoint, this might not be idiocracy so much as a straight up scam. So they basically set up the crypto equivalent of a GoFundMe asking the community to purchase the voting rights on what to do next. And then Spice DAO raised about $12 million. So it's hard to determine whether the creators knew they were running a hustle or were completely mistaken. Well, I mean, even if you're running a hustle, you're it's over once you spent the money. It's like, okay, I... But the money spent, they still have $9 million. That's true. From this crypto GoFundMe. I gotta be honest. Don't come for me, okay? If we have any crypto maniacs listening, more power to you. (laughs) But, like, I just don't, I don't, like, get it. If there's this many types of cryptocurrency, then, like, what is any of it actually worth, you know? Because you're using you like you're using your current currency like u.s dollar or euro or whatever to buy it mm-hmm. you know so like if i'm if i'm paying 20 dollars which is equivalent to forty thousand trash coins i'm still out 20 dollars do we start our own cryptocurrency i don't know i think so I think that was what was going through my head too. Holy Maybe shit! We should start. I take back everything I said. Crypto is a good idea. Crypto's Invest- the market. Crypto's the next big thing, y'all. It's the future. It's- what would we buy? Like, cause, like you know, so the stable centers now the crypto dot com arena or something like that, which they're trying. They're trying really hard to make it called the crypt. But like Ugh. it's not sticking. Everyone's being like, oh, yeah, the staple Center or whatever it's called now is what, basically what people say. What should we what would we buy? Like a strip joint slash steakhouse out by the airport. We would sponsor that like it would be like trashy trash like trash coins presents. <laughs> yeah, presents X X X hot hot steaks. Mm hmm. Yeah, I like where your head's at. Like, we can brainstorm the name later. I just think that, you know, that's empowerment. And yeah. and we love meat. We do love meat. <laughs> so much that, like, I don't even care that it makes me kind of feel sick. I had tri-tip this week, and I thought of you because I ate so much, I was made myself sick. I texted you, what, like, last week or something? and I Because I was eating leftover tri-tip from the night before, like, before 10 a.m. Ugh. <sighs> And I, there's, I didn't have anything else with it. <laughs> it wasn't like, I didn't like recreate the meal and put like vegetables with it or even like go for like a breakfast steak and eggs cholesterol bomb or something. I just like was just eating steak. I'm surprised I warmed it up. <laughs> <laughs> just cold steak with your bare hands. No, no knife, no fork. Oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Help. Okay, so I can relate to this next woman then. I think we both can. Yeah, I get her. You got to get your money's worth. According to nextshark.com, I will definitely eat sushi again. California woman hospitalized after eating 32 rolls at buffet. 
Respect. <laughs> Put some respect on Daniel Shapiro's name. So Daniel Shapiro, 24, was sent to the hospital the day after eating 32 sushi rolls, four goizas, two jalapeno poppers, and a bowl of edamame beans, and a bowl of miso soup. Doctors told the California woman that she was suffering from gastroesophageal reflux disease, GERD, for those of you not in the know, GERD. A term used to describe chronic acid reflux that affects almost 20% of all Americans. So she got hospitalized because she was having bad acid reflux? Like, girl, take a Pepsi and get back in the ring. (laughs) Get back in the ring. Yeah, like, she's 24, so she doesn't know yet. But, like, I got bad news for you, Ms. Shapiro. (laughs) This shit's coming for you. Like, you're lucky if you make it to 29 before that shit happens to you every time you have, like, tomatoes. Uh Uh-huh. It's like that smash mouth, like the year stop coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> like that shit's coming for you. Yeah. So <laughs> buy your Pepsid now, buy your acid reducer now, because when we get older, it's kind of like how boomers are taking all the social security because there's so many of them and they're not like dying and stuff. That's going to be acid reflux medicine <laughs> like with like with millennials. Is we're going to be taking all of it and there's not going to be anything left over for the younger generations. But you can't get mad at us about it. Yeah. It, I mean, it's almost a bit as if like having a finite system of money was a bad system. <laughs> yeah, totally. In the same way that there is a finite amount of Pepsi, you know? Yeah. The all you can eat sushi is about $50. The all-you-can-eat sushi is about 50 a person, so Amanda and I had to make sure that we got our money's worth, which meant eating a lot, Shapiro said. And the dinner was about two hours long because we were so stuffed we had to keep taking breaks. Respect. So I'm assuming she went with... She posted this all on a TikTok. Have you ever done all-you-can-eat sushi? Yes. I've been to like a rotating sushi bar where you pull plates. Fun. Yeah. We should go to one of those. They're super fun. I would love to. The only one I've ever heard of that someone's like recommended to me that was like affordable was also they were telling me about a place in Phoenix. And I was like, (laughs) I don't eat sushi in places that don't have oceans. There's one just down on Wilshire. We'll go for sure. There's. okay, great. Yeah. So they ate all this food and they had to sit in the car for around half an hour because of how full they felt then she got a stomach ache after getting to her boyfriend's house where she spent the night night duh and then shapiro noticed something was wrong the following day when she woke up at 6 a.m she had stomach and chest and test i mean we don't need to (laughs) we don't need to we all know what acid reflux feels like she Mm -hmm. had it bad she had it bad if you experience three or more episodes of acid reflux in a week you may have GERD as well. Well, you know, she said that it didn't ruin sushi for her, but she next time needs to listen to her body and take things slower. That's not true. What you need to do, don't ever go to all-you-can-eat sushi more than once a year. I'll say that. Yes, our bodies were not meant for all-you-can-eat sushi. No. I would say that we're not really even meant for, like, buffets. And I, oh, I think... I don't know if they're all like a thing in the past now because like of COVID, but like I used to love building in an extra day on a Vegas trip to go to a buffet. Oh, oh, the wicked spoon. Yeah. Um, 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 um. But I always would fuck up because I'm a real slut for a salad bar. Oh, me too. Me too. And that's, they get you that way. Yeah. Like you fill up on the salad because you make 
one of the most beautiful salads you'd ever seen. And and you're then real estate out on the on the buffet. Yeah. Yeah. I think the move now as I'm older and wiser is that you need to do a full pass. Like, don't just start at the salad and think, okay, I'm going to look at everything else later. Absolutely not. You have to do a full pass and you have to mentally like decide like what is the most important? Do you want to hit the ham carving station mm-hmm. and like try to stick there? Or is it really important that you, for some reason, try this place's like Asian selection of food, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? And like, make sure you have room for soft serve because you know that shit's fire. And I think I always get chocolate milk when I go to a buffet because I already know that everything's going to be fucked anyways, like later. Yes. I'm not going to feel well. I might as well feel good in the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, there's, do we, well, there was Soup Plantation, which I believe, if it hasn't changed its name yet, needs a rebranding more than M&M's do, does, if they even exist anymore. I think they've permanently shut down. Mm-hmm. I think they were a loss of the pandemic, like one of the early graveyards. Didn't we go to one together? You st- you were inviting a lot of people to go to one in Los Feliz. Oh, I loved a soup plantation back in the See, day. They had it right. There's a, there's another spot called it's either called Sweet Tomatoes or it's called something else, but it's the same concept. And when you you go in to pay, you're hustled down the line of the salad bar. They make you well, they don't make you do shit, but like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Just stand in line next to the salad bar and not make yourself a salad and then like once you get inside and finish your salad then that's when you're given access to the pastas or the you know soups Mm -hmm. uh, things like that and I feel like that's the that's the business model you want because then yeah everyone's filling up on salad yeah it's uh I I miss it I'll say that I miss it yeah that was like the best part about a sizzler too is that they had a salad bar oh oh I miss a sizzler god I'm such trash Nothing beats a sizzler. I agree. With the little stick to tell you how you ordered your steak cooked, even though it's probably not cooked that way. Oh, no. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Never aligned. Is there still a sizzler in Los Feliz? In Los Feliz, yes. I believe so. Or Feliz, still a sizzler. No longer one in Koreatown. They got got rid of the one in Burbank, too. Sad days. It's a dentist's office now. Like, what a middle finger. Ours got replaced by this really amazing Korean... A chain restaurant and that just like these meat pots. Oh, oh, it's a good thing. Yeah, our yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, Korean barbecue is another good one. Like (sighs) when you get an all you can eat kind of moment with that. Mm Hmm. I haven't done that in so long. Holy shit, I'm hungry. That's what I'm. I'm learning. I'm hungry. Yeah. But we should get into our next story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's for not sure. about food. It'd it's, probably help us. Yeah. But it is about millennial and Gen Z women. Gen Z. Gen Z, I would say. Wrong. This is millennials, too. Is it? God damn. Okay. The subject of the story, in this case, everyone seems to be in their early 20s. But <laughs> if they think they created this, they fucking didn't. From Apple News... 
West Elm Caleb embodies what people resent and fear about online dating. So this is a story that went, uh, a story about a bad date that went viral on TikTok where someone on Hinge, they matched with someone named Caleb who worked at West Elm. And they basically through their story of their date kind of thing going viral, a bunch of other people reached out and was like, oh, is this West Elm Caleb? Because everyone had experienced the same thing where this, I mean, explain Tell the people what he did. So basically, he would come on, match with somebody, be sweet and kind. They're describing it as love bombing. It is not love bombing. He was just like very nice at the beginning. Love bombing is complete. Like, I feel like they're misappropriating love bombing. He was just very nice in the beginning. And then he would essentially ghost them after a couple dates. Not saying West Elm Caleb comes out of this shining like a knight, but this is just dating. Okay, thank you, girl. This is just dating. I thought I was going to come on here with like the big controversial opinion and go like, yeah, it sucks. But like, this is what people do on on dating apps. I've been on dating apps. I, I met my current partner on a dating app. I met the last guy that didn't work out with on the dating app. All the girls that I've met that didn't work out with dating apps, like dating app, dating app, date, like everyone after everyone I've dated after 2013 has been on a dating app. Like every single person. It, this is how it works is that you talk, you talk, you talk, you talk, you talk. And then, like, unfortunately, like, someone sometimes just drops off. Would would love if somebody would nut up and just say, hey, I don't think this is going to work out. Like, I'm not enjoying myself or this isn't for me. Would love if somebody would have that conversation. But unfortunately, that's just not the culture. Yeah, I mean, like, I have that conversation sometimes. I But, but that was only after I got started therapy. Before therapy? <laughs> no. Yeah. absolutely not i was it was it was either ghosting or there's a term for another one where it's not quite ghosting but it's like you sort of just fade away phantasming is that what <laughs> i don't know i'm just making i just it sounds like it's just dating and and these like this i went down rabbit holes of twitter and tiktok videos of these people describing these women describing like we went on dates and then I figured out that like he woke up on Saturday in Kayla's bed and then went on a date with me Saturday night and I'm like you guys weren't exclusive it's dating I mean like and I understand like look their whole point is that this guy is a very attentive texter. He really makes you feel special. He's taking you on dates. He's making like he it's Spotify playlist. Like his moves are the same with every single person, which is definitely a little creepy, especially for poor Caleb, who doesn't seem to have found someone that he wants to do this with after like two or three dates. Like it, it is weird when people have, a moves. pattern right yeah one time <clears throat> one time i was out uh, at a bar and i met someone who i absolutely will not name and he like we're at a we're at a like a hip echo park bar okay and he's asking me to dance which is like we don't like no one is dancing at this bar so it kind of comes off as romantic mm -hmm. and 
he straight up kissed me like pda kissed me in public consensually and i was oh like this is wow like this guy really must dig me and and all the i'm not going to get into the details of it but all those moves worked okay so then i told my friend about this and i say the guy's name and she goes you're kidding that happened to me <gasps> with that same guy <gasps> like to to a T. I think that they had met on a dating app and so he but he took her to a bar, asked her to dance, made out with her. The same thing. That was that guy's move. move. Which was like that definitely and then oh my god. And I used to work with this other guy and he would go on first dates with people. And this is like a little bit before dating apps, so he would just like this is like he would just find first dates with people. I don't know how they used to do it before dating apps. I don't remember how I did it. But his move was he would take them to dinner and he would order a bottle of wine. And then when the bottle came, he would ask the server, oh, do you mind if I keep the cork? And he would keep the cork and he would write down the date on the cork and kind of hold it up for the for the girl to see. And he would say, I don't know. I just for some reason feel like this might be important. That's a good move. It's a great move, but he would do it on like every fucking date. So like, look, people have their moves. I would say that the last story I told is like, it's, I mean, look, it's not to get people into bed or whatever, but there's something about it that's a little weird, I think. If it's like the exact same repeated behavior with different people, like I definitely think maybe check out therapy but like also like don't hate on people if they have moves if it works it works i have a move and it worked i've been primarily coupled up for nine years and i i haven't really date like i've i've always been like a jump into a relationship person mm-hmm. and i have not date like i wouldn't know what to do on a day i think a move would work on me because i would be like wow like if i were ever to be single, <laughs> i'd be like neat They, this is, I would, I would fall for moves, I think. So I have a move, but I only would use it on men. I wouldn't use it on women because I have too much respect for them. And so ultimately like women would scare me and all the moves were gone. Do I have a move with women? I don't know. Anyways, my move with men was if I liked them Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to kiss them, but I also didn't want to wait. Because, like, I think, like, the first kiss can sometimes be really awkward, you mm-hmm. know? And, like, when a man does it, it, there's just something, even if you want them to kiss you, there's something, like, internally in my head that feels forceful about it. Maybe some drama. I don't know. So I would kind of just, like, I want to take the power from it. And I want to be able to kiss them. But I also want to it not to escalate to a point where I'm not feeling comfortable anymore. So I would say, hey, like, I would find a break in the conversation, essentially. Or like, or I would feel a time when the the conversation is about to move and I would go, hey, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I'm dying to hear about whatever you're about to say. (laughs) I would obviously use an example. Mm -hmm. I'm dying to hear about that. But I'm really thinking about kissing you. And I don't know. I think like we should just kiss and then I won't think about it anymore. And then we can keep talking. (laughs) And then like every guy ever is like, Oh yay! And then, <laughs> and then we kiss, and yeah. it's great. And then the date moves on, but it's like almost like that little 
force field, that little sh- that's been broken. Yeah. Did I use it on my current partner? Yeah, bet. Yes, I did. Hell I yeah. like a hero. What I think is trashy is that this poor kid, like this, okay, this fuck boy, don't, I'm siding with a 25-year-old fuck boy, has been like essentially doxxed nationwide. I know yeah. his name. I know essentially where he lives and where he works. And that like, instead of like, just being like, hey, that really hurt my feelings. Yeah. That this has become like this public, di- and we're part of it. This has just become like a public discourse. Yeah, I agree. Because like, he's essentially getting canceled. But like, all he did was, all he's doing is dating. Yeah, all he's doing is dating. Like, I'm. So- I, I look. We, I understand what it's like to be talking to someone and them seeming like really great and them falling off the map and it doesn't feel good to like have to sit there and wonder what you did wrong Mm. but ultimately like it may have been nothing or it may have been something but you got to move on like the the whole like obsession and like thing to like ruin this person's life right after is kind of maybe that is like a uniquely gen z thing because i don't know i'm not like i'm not obsessed with the fact that this happened like when i when i was hearing west elm caleb west elm caleb i was like i was expecting something crazier not what i'm going to deem as like i don't know he's basically become the poster child for why ghosting sucks yeah yeah like i'm truly it does suck, with but him. like leave him alone yeah it's just it yeah, it left a bad taste in my mouth. Why are these people acting like it, this is like a very interesting story? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, what is a very interesting story? Uh, that interesting is a good way to put it. By the way, you're welcome for that move, everyone. You know, that's a solid. I'm not going to be using it anymore. The guy I got is the guy I'm with. So, you know, you're welcome. That's a solid <laughs> move. May I never have to use it. Yes, no, may neither of us ever have to use it again. But if you're out there looking for someone and you want to take the power of the first kiss without having to just like jump in and do it, <laughs> it's a good way. It's a good move. It's a good Anyways, move. yes. According to NBCNews.com, South Dakota man arrested after his mom accidentally serves pot brownies to seniors. You know... I feel like the mom's the one that served the brown. We'll get into it. Uh, Michael James Caronda, 46, is charged with possession of a controlled substance, authorities say. A South Dakota man is arrested after his mother unwittingly served his marijuana brownies to a senior center, authorities say. How old is she? That's really the question. They don't say it, right? No, it's not a part of the story. But she must be, uh, I mean, 20 plus 46. I mean, she's probably 66 or older. I mean, just guessing unless she was a 14-year-old mother. You know, I'm just, you know, just throwing out numbers here. Sure. I mean, she's a senior center. That's probably 65 over. But so he, there was an investigation that into the incident that led me to believe that the patients were all under the influence of THC from a batch of brownies they were brought to the community center and that the son Michael had baked a pan of brownies and then she took them to the community center card game. Karanda's mother handed over the rest of the brownies, the affidavit said. (laughs) 
Oh, she didn't even get to finish all the brownies. So he had a he admitted to bringing a pound of THC butter to make a pan of brownies, and then he went to bed. And his mother took the brownies unknowingly to the card game. And then I mean, like, well, don't take the don't take brownies. Excuse you, you know, if, if they don't belong to you, don't take them. He didn't make them for you. Oh, and he's a K through twelve vocal music educator. Also, Aww. pot's legal. Not in South Dakota, I don't think. Oh, God. You know, you're right. Like, this should be the mom. It was her. This is this. This is the scenario where it's you found we're in the airport and you found, you know, meth in a baggie up my butt. And then I'm like, well, it's not my meth. Right. Like, right. It, <laughs> she was the one who served brownies that she didn't know had pot in them. I guess they're not going to go after like a 65 year old woman. There was a comedian, Nick Swartzen, who used to do jokes about how when he turns 70 or something, that all he's going to do is commit crime because no one will prosecute him because he'll be a nice old man. I love that. I love that idea. I'll start robbing banks in my 90s. (laughs) I mean, sure. (laughs) Why not? No, do not rob banks ever. We do not. That's fair. No matter how old you are. Ugh. Don't do it. My mom is, you know, like over 65. So I, I don't want her to think that I'm like telling her to do crime. And she listens to this podcast. So. She does. And she's got the guns to do. <laughs> she, she, does have a- <laughs> she does have guns. As is her right. As is her country. Second Amendment right. I'm not trying to be rude, but this next story has a little bit of erica curry energy thank i i'm not i'm not offended (laughs) okay yeah according to unilad.co slash uk a woman was caught taking a selfie as rescuers rushed to save her from a sinking car a woman in Canada ha- uh, looked to have her priorities mixed up this weekend as she was seemingly caught taking a selfie while her car sunk below the surface of an icy river. I mean, if you're going to get a traffic look, you got to get a traffic look. For those of you who don't know, for years I did a series on Instagram where I would take a selfie in traffic and, and hashtag it traffic looks. And, you know, it was quite popular. Yeah. Totally. You're in your car a lot in L.A. And how else was I supposed to show off my banging look for the day? Absolutely. It all makes sense. And, you know, like this might have been her last selfie ever. Ever. The bizarre events unfolded on the Rideau River on Ottawa, Canada, Sunday, January 16th, after the driver sped across the solid surface of the river. Footage shows the yellow car zipping by, but local residents had to launch a rescue mission when the vehicle broke through the ice and began sinking into the freezing water. The driver climbed to the roof of her car to try to avoid the river water while rescues used a kayak and ropes to save her. But the woman didn't appear to be in any, any rush because she was stretching out her arm in what could only be described as a selfie pose. After sharing the photo to Twitter, Douglas wrote, she captured the moment with a selfie while people hurried to help her. I mean, here's the thing. You got nothing but time. Right. And also, maybe she was FaceTiming, like, you know, someone to, like, let them know, like, hey... I might sink into a frozen river right now. And you're not going to do that from like a low angle. You don't want them to remember you like that. No, you're never. No, exactly. Your your chins to be the last memory of you. Mm-hmm. No, I ca- it can't. 
So <laughs> there was a quick response, and uh, she was able to escape, and she declined treatment, and everyone was good. And the vehicle, or someone said, double check that there was no one else in the car, and everyone was fine. And you know, whatever. She didn't post it. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this: she, she sometimes she just want to take a selfie because you're looking good. Maybe the like river was the right angle for her. Yeah, I mean, like, what? You're sinking into a river, sure. But, like, if it's golden hour, it's golden hour. Yeah, I'm just going to say that. I'm with her. Yeah, I agree. Cass, is Canada the next Florida? (laughs) It's certainly starting to seem that way. According to NDTV.com, a man breaks into home, helpfully leaves behind a photocopy of his face. Hey, criminals have to have a calling card. This guy's calling card just happens to have a picture on it. (laughs) A man in Canada may have well just gone down as the most helpful felon in history after leaving a photocopy of his face behind in a property he broke into. Gary Lambay allegedly broke into a commercial property. I like it that they're still using allegedly because you got to. (laughs) Allegedly broke into a commercial property on Toronto While there, he ate some food and inexplicably made a photocopy of his face, which he left behind for the property owner's friend. This feels personal. It it feels stupid. (laughs) Yeah, like, also, like, who knows? Like, maybe he thought that he was in, like, a big casting office or something. This is my big break. Yeah, you gotta make that shit happen the same way Angeline did. Yeah, you gotta hustle. Mm-hmm. We've learned anything. It's like you got to keep hustling. So the Toronto police released the image uh, to ask for help identifying him. And then they found him because he was arrested in. He was arrested like a little bit later on an unrelated matter. Gary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unrelated matters. Hey, man, Canada, like <laughs> we all f- thinking of you as our nice neighbors to the north. You don't you don't need to emulate Florida this hard. Yeah. Just do you. Be who you are. Yeah. Have you... That's okay, though. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen this trend? uh, A next story trend on TikTok? No. And honestly, I am shaken to my core about this. Our next story comes to us from the mirror.co.uk. Sleepy chicken. TikTok trend to cure cold prompts danger warning from doctors. Okay. So... (laughs) There is a TikTok trend where people are cooking chicken in cough syrup because they think it can cure a cold. And it's been marketed as a wellness hack. They're using NyQuil to boil chicken in. What the fuck, you guys? TikTok, I feel like, should put a stop to this. You boil off the water and alcohol in in it, leaving the chicken saturated with super concentrated amount of drugs in the meat. The... (sighs) It said, there's a doctor that said that if you actually eat one of these cutlets completely cooked, it would be as if you were consuming a quarter to a half a bottle of NyQuil. And it could lead you to food poisoning. Uh, The guy who did it, he puts two chicken breasts into a pan and fries them at low temperature. And then he pours in four thirds of the NyQuil and lets it boil for 30 minutes. And then he brings in mini hair straightening irons to flip the chicken to get both sides seasoned. I mean, this obviously like this feels like a like a, a guy being a troll. 
This man is unwell. Yeah. And then he said, sometimes the steam makes you sleepy. You're looking for that blue color right there. And then drain the unused syrup back into the can. This is... No. I can say 100% to this audience, do not do this. Do not. This is unwell. Stick to regular chicken noodle soup if you're feeling sick. I don't remember why it makes you feel better, but it does. And save the NyQuil for nighttime. Yes. Yes. Separate. Separate. Keep them chicken soup in the day, NyQuil at night. I have a hard time eating food that's not the color it's supposed to be anyway. So if the chicken was blue, like, I wouldn't be able to do that. Very few foods in nature are blue. Blueberries. Blue Gatorade. <laughs> yes. The, the natural blue Gatorade from the Blue yeah. Springs. Yeah. <laughs> of course. The blue raspberry go- ice. The- <laughs> 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 Um, Cass, we love we love female empowerment here, don't we? We truly love a messy bitch who lives for drama. This is uh, coming to us from the New York Times, which not to brag, but I do subscribe to the New York Times. Love Triangle challenges the reign of Japan's monkey queen. Yaki becomes a rare alpha female of a macaw troop in nature reserve. But a kind of simian love triangle may endanger her grip on power. Smashing the patriarchy in the human world has been easier said than done. But last year, a nine-year-old female Japanese macaw in a reserve in southern Japan showed humans how it's done by violently overthrowing the alpha male of her troop to become its first female leader in the reserve's 70-year history. Yaki presides over the troop of 677 monkeys in the... Takasiyama Natural Zoological Garden. So since this reserve opened, its staff keeps tabs on the romantic and political struggles. But basically, Yaki... Well, here's how the macaw hierarchy works. It's females usually inherit a rank below their mothers, and they usually remain in that troop for the their entirety of their lives. But males usually will leave their troop after they get to puberty and join another troop based on how long that they've like been there or if they want to like fight their way to the top. Yes. But last April, Yaki beat up her own mother to claim the top <laughs> spot among the females of her troop. And then she kept going. She was like, you know what? I don't like to just be the baddest bitch here. I want to be the boss. So she assaulted three high ranking males and then came after Nanshu, who led the troop for five years. So the way that they test who's the boss eventually, because they were they've been observing this and they're like, whoa, I think Yaki's like the boss now. They do what's called a peanut test, which is they give monkeys a bunch of peanuts and they see who eats first. And because if you're the leader, you eat first. So males and females stepped aside to let Yaki eat first. So she was the alpha. Ooh. But then mating season general heats things up in the Japanese macaw society. Oh, how did we? Oh, yeah. Yaki macaw. Got it. Yaki. Yeah. <laughs> um, oof, said Catherine Cronin of the Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago, who studies animal social behavior and cognition, including her own zoo's Japanese macaws. The environment now becomes more competitive and tense. OK, so here's the love triangle we're dealing with. So Yaki paired with Goro who's like a 15-year-old 
male ranked sixth within the troop. She's been doing that in previous breeding seasons. And the way that that all started was Goro bit Yaki in the face, which is his move. And her butt became flush and bright red, meaning, okay, it's working. Um, but now that she's the boss, Goro doesn't seem to want to mate with her anymore. Men don't like women in power. Like, hello, Goro. Like, grow up. What, you're intimidated by her? Like, Goro's suffering from toxic masculinity. Yep. Meanwhile, there's this other mon- like monkey named Luffy who's fifth in the troop. And, she- and he's been trying to get with Yaki. But Yaki's, like, not into it so she's like i hate this term but she's trying to like friend zone luffy she truly is yeah so (sighs) she she could form pair bonds with both goro and luffy over the course of this breeding season but luffy is coming on so strong that he's end up he's ending up like monopolizing food he might be trying to take over at this point because she is so creeped out by him that she's avoiding him. And so he's like taking power. Okay. So we got West Elm Calum. We got Goro and Luffy. Like are males okay right now? No, it doesn't seem so. I hope that she doesn't lose power over this. Like I do too. I do. I don't like it when creepy guys win because they won't fuck off. Yes. I want to see this on earth, you know, like the, the documentary that they do about. Sure. (laughs) I I, I want to see this play out. I, I love it because it's like, it's just kind of crazy. You know, like this is like a, a colony of macaw monkeys, but this shit happens in for humans too. Mm-hmm. You know, when, because everyone knows like when you are being courted and like the guy finally bites you in the face. <laughs> everyone knows that that's like, what's yeah. up? Yeah. And then my butt becomes flush red and yeah yeah it all makes sense wait oh my god eric are you ready oh i'm i'm ready oh my god it is time for the dumpster fire of the week oh my god it's weird not doing the i know it is weird but i I love our sting yeah all right it's made us better it has it's made us stronger (laughs) (laughs) i'm having so much fun with us just going through these lists for dumpster fires so i'm I'm ecstatic that you brought this to us today from www.wavy.com no erica say the full thing https colon backslash backslash www.wavy.com yeah you're right sorry the st- top 10 list of unusual items the TSA found in passengers' bags in 2021. Before we even get into this, when I was in South Carolina, Charleston, going to a wedding, I think I talked about this on the podcast. I don't remember. But when you leave TSA, they have printed photographs of like, good catch. And it's all this shit that they've tried to get through TSA that are that the TSA have caught, like <laughs> guns and stuff. <laughs> and I was going to take a picture of it to be like, oh, my God, look, like so we could show it on Trashy Trashy. And Taylor was, no, if you take a picture of that, you're going to look suspicious. Yeah, they don't like pictures at TSA. Yeah. And like, why are why is this something to brag about? TSA's, like, that's fucking scary. Yeah. TSA's Instagram is incredible because they document things they've caught in passengers bags and then the rule 
that states why they can't have it, but with some quippy social media like statement. I, their social media is very good. I'll have to start following them. Yeah. So should we go 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? Yeah. Let's do t- uh, 10 to 1. Okay. So we have bullets concealed in a deodorant stick found in Atlantic City. A long-barreled antique-style revolver at Newark Liberty International Airport. We've got crystal meth concealed in a breakfast burrito. Man, can you imagine being that drug dog? Yeah, he was like, double win, double win, double win. He's like, I'm smelling the burrito. And then the person's like, oh, he must be just smelling the burrito. And like the dog's like, take me fucking seriously. There's meth in that burrito. Yeah, fucking I'm doing my job here. I'm a professional. A well-worn cleaver. At the Harrisburg International Airport. There was a firearm concealed in a belt buckle at Daniel K. Anue International Airport. A canister of bear spray found at the Destin Fort Walton Beach Airport. <laughs> I mean, you know, they, where were they flying? Were they flying somewhere where you would need bear spray? Were you, But you couldn't buy it? I mean, where can't you find bear spray? I don't know. I've never shopped for it. Oh, that's fair. Me neither. The point is, you got to check. Check the bear spray, you know? Yeah. Because it's going to be over three ounces. We know that. We know this. A machete found at the Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport. Now, I've heard stories. I'm trying to place where, but I've heard a story where someone brought on a machete on a carry-on and said it was a film prop. They were white. They were white. And they were like, oh, it's a film prop. And they were like, carry on. Very fine by us. Well, I mean, they didn't do anything with it. No, but I was like, you're just allowed to do that if you're just a white man? Anyway, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) There was what's listed as an assortment of fireworks and and pyrotechnic devices found at Syracuse Hancock International Airport. Oh, my God. That guy's DJ set must have really gotten fucked up once the TSA made him get rid of those. (laughs) (laughs) A wine bottle holder made to resemble a cluster of revolvers found at Sacramento International Airport. I mean, now we're just throwing away art. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, a chainsaw found at the Louis Armstrong New Orleans International Airport. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, and we have a little asterisk about the machete... Mm-hmm. The same passenger attempted to bring ammunition and a canister of butane fuel. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was definitely not a film prop for this guy. No, not at all. What they highlighted as something unusual that they found, there was someone attempting to fly with a dead baby shark floating in a chemical preserve. Wow. So, yeah, you don't want to check that. No. No. Because you never know. You know, like you could say fragile, but they're tossing those bags around. Yeah. uh, God forbid the chemical preservative gets everywhere. I asked for a fragile sticker and and the lady at the gate, like when I was flying recently, and the lady looked at me and said, we haven't done those since 1996. Okay, bitch. Bitch. Sorry. (laughs) I was like, A, that's not true because I've definitely had one since pre-9-11, but okay. Like, I was like... Okay, you could have just said, we don't have any, but she (laughs) fucking roasted me. We haven't done that since 1996. (laughs) So after, 
my grandfather passed away i found there was like a ton of like nice like plates that my grandparents had and so we kind of split up because there were so many we kind of split up like how who would take what and i was gonna ship them but i was like i was nervous because it was like it's Mm -hmm. china you know Mm -hmm. and so i just decided to take the box of plates as my carry-on which i later deeply regretted because this box of plates was so fucking heavy and i was having to carry i'm like i'm not it was like probably like a 50 or 60 pound box of plates through the denver airport which if you haven't been to the denver airport it's fucking huge and i had a gate change i couldn't lift my arms the next day it was so sore I mean, I feel like this is like a CrossFit thing almost of like carry this 60 pound bag of plates through the airport, mm-hmm. like to fly into LAX where you have to also carry it with your checked bag, like figure that out, dummy. Oh, it was awful. And I had so many times where I was just like, I'm going to throw the plates away, even though they were like nice and like, I'm glad I have them, but it was fucking awful. That sounds miserable, but I'm glad you have yeah. them. I mean, it was like, it was also just me being cheap because I could have done, I could have done FedEx, but it was, it would have cost a fortune and absolutely not. Right. Right. Yeah. Are you hoarding anything? Yeah. Two things, two brief things that have been getting me through dry January in California, specifically Southern California. There is a subscription service called Nug Club that will deliver an assortment of marijuana Mm. to your door and you can tell them you like a flower or pre-rolls or um, tincture or edibles and they give you about $250 worth of stuff for about $100 value or you pay $100 for about $250 worth of stuff they deliver it to your door you you pick two out of the four types of things and it's like a grab bag it's a subscription box and and they deliver it to your door and and it's like I don't know what I like I'm new I'm new to 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 marijuana in general like I, I I'm still learning you know so it's like I get to try out a bunch of different brands a bunch of different varieties at a like a very discounted price and I have a referral code if you would like to try it on a discount. Wow. And I've been using my Nug Club while watching Ozark on Netflix. Okay. It's a slow burn, but then it gets really good. This is the Are you are you hoarding the series? as a whole or are you just hoarding the new season uh the series as a whole we're only on season one okay cool so you're starting from the beginning i've i agree it's a slow burn and so i haven't been able to get past it like the burn part Mm -hmm. but i've been wanting to revisit it because people go fucking hard for this show yeah i i was like what is this hype and i feel okay so it's really good Uh, i also feel like somehow i watched it in a fever dream because it's it's new to me but it feels somewhat familiar like every like because it's perhaps your childhood (laughs) 
<laughs> your proximity to the Ozarks. That's what I'm like. Uh huh. That checks out. I would know someone like that. You know, like it. It yeah. feels familiar at the same time. It, even the plot. I'm like, it's it's well written, but I'm like, oh, she's probably gonna die, and then <laughs> she does. You know, it's like stuff like that where you're like, totally. Oh, they are not meant for this. This character is not meant for this world very long. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> you know, it's like stuff like that happens and you're like oh no uh but it i think it's it's uh, people do go ham for ozark i am going like mashed potatoes and gravy and i'll get to ham i think like i'm still in the burn like the slow burn phase but i really enjoy it so give give ozark like the first episode it, it, it goes a little slow but it it definitely builds to something and I think, yeah, it, it, it gets there. So yeah. Nug Club, if you want to try it, DM me. I'll hook you up. And then watch Ozark while enjoying your Nug Club. Great. Yeah. What about you? What are you hoarding? I got I got my partner a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. And I have, I play it, play it sometimes also. And I've been playing this game called house flippers i'm assuming it was like made in europe just from like what it seems like but this game is just very soothing the the whole like point of it is that you're a contractor who like just goes on jobs and like fixes people's houses Uh so like i'm i just i clean i um I wash windows, I paint houses, I install radiators. Like that's it. That's all I do. The whole game is literally just labor. <laughs> but there is something about it where I will lose like 2 hours. Like it puts my mind at such ease because it's not difficult either. It's just kind of like you just paint, you just paint walls. This is North Korea released this game to get you used to working all the time. I know. It's so funny because I like I did it for like two hours the other day. And then I was like, I need to clean my house. Like, I why am I doing this? But I just fucking like it. Like, if you just need something to just really like zone, zone the fuck out and do try house flippers the reason i found it is because i was looking up games that were similar to the sims because i love the sims Mm -hmm. and this is like if you were playing the sims but the only thing that you were doing was like the building part but like way more like detailed if that'll help anybody kind of understand the sort of just zone out factor to house flippers i think it was like nine dollars it might have been even cheaper it it was like either two dollars or nine dollars i can't remember somewhere in there but i like it like i can't play it very often because i i truly will just kind of you know like not get to any my of my responsibilities but yeah it's it's a great way to kill time and it's not like mario where i get fucking pissed off yeah it's it's totally fine everything is fine in house flip (laughs) everything is okay when i'm in there yeah I love it. What are you throwing out? I am throwing out. Okay. And, and stick with me on this one. Fucking. I'm sorry. I threw out Wordle. I now love it. I'm I'm with you on. I, I play Wordle every day. Jamie Lynn Spears. Oh, bye. 
You traitorous, succubus bitch. Quit. Take your sister's name out of your mouth. Quit trying to sell your books. Quit airing your dirty laundry. Cease and desist. Let Britney have her peace. We are done with Jamie Lynn Spears. The whole Spears family has done nothing but drain this poor woman. And you were a part of the conservatorship. You did do the... Th- I'm, I'm just over this woman coming after Britney. Yeah, and like, it, she's been done. Look, when you think about the conservatorship, public enemy number one is her dad. Mm-hmm. And so she could have just like stayed quiet. Yep. But no, she's writing books. She's doing interviews. Britney's Instagram account defending herself has been off the chain. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good thing to throw out. Yeah. I'm just, I'm like, take Britney's name out of your mouth. Make your own pile. Get your own career. Quit living off of Britney. I'm tired of it. What are you throwing out? So I think I said last week that I'm spending a lot of money because of dry January. I'm like shopping. Um, So I received my, uh, the shoes that I bought. I bought shoes from Nasty Gal. Mm Mm-hmm. And Nasty Gal with terrible, ugly mom jeans, I'm here to report that their skinny jeans also look like shit on me. So I'm not, no more Nasty Gal jeans. But what I'm truly throwing out is their shoes. I bought two pairs of booties and Mm -hmm. heeled booties. One pair looks fucking awesome, but like Taylor literally has to pull them off of me. When I'm done wearing them. You have to cut them off physically? Well, I mean, yes. Or if I was alone, absolutely. I wouldn't be able to get them. I can't get them off by myself. Like someone has to pull them off of me. And I wear a size nine, nine and a half. But I ordered these in size 10. Just I don't know why. I just like felt like I needed to. And I'm still having hard times getting them off. And then this other pair, which I was so fucking excited to have, like this cool, like they were houndstooth, like booties, Ooh, heel booties. Yeah. So cool. They have a zipper up the side and it wouldn't zip over my foot, like over my ankle. Look, I, I carry weight in a lot of places, but I've never, I don't, I don't carry weight in my ankles. Like it's just not how my body works. It, it's all in my tummy. And I was, excuse me, like, why won't this zip? Mm-hmm. Who is this for? If not me, a size 10 shoe, because I'm not going to up it to a size 11 because then the shoe is going to be too fucking big. Oh, my God. I was furious. I was like, what kind of like tiny, tiny ankle do you want women to have? They first of all, they should be making different size boots for people who do carry like weight in their legs Mm -hmm. or like, you know, like women who like work out a shit ton and have like really muscular calves, whatever the fuck it is. But my ankle has always been the same. I don't understand what the fuck happened. Oh, it pissed me off. I was so excited about these boots. So the other, so the ones that have to get pulled off don't have a zipper, but like I can't get them off by myself. And then these other ones, which I've returned, couldn't even zip them up. I was furious. I'm sorry. That's rough. Yeah. So I'm throwing out nasty gal. I I, want to throw out the whole brand, to be honest, because but like I did receive one dress from them and I that like in this recent shipment and I love it so much. I can't throw out Nasty Gal altogether, but like I will throw out their shoes. 
Even though I do really love the boots that Taylor has to pull. No, no, I'm throwing them out. Throw them no. out. Get out of here. Make hold, your boots bigger. Hold dummies. The, hold the line. Make them bigger. Stupid. No one has ankles like that. Hold the well, line. Well, some people do, but most people don't. <laughs> well, where can the people find you? At Cass Cardenas on Instagram and Twitter, and on Tuesdays on the Nooner Podcast on Smodcast Radio Network. Where can the people find you? At Iconic Erica Curry, DM me for promo codes. Yes. And at Gilly Gal on Twitter. Word to the wise, you could probably, not even just a Nug Club, you could probably DM Erica for promo codes on like anything, and she might have one. It's true. I You try a lot of stuff. I do try. I, I love a promo code. Love a referral code. Love, yeah. love, love, love. You Br- can uh, find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at TrashyTrashyPodcast.com, which is our website where you can submit why you are trash or give us some stories. We'd love that. And you can email us at TrashyTrashyPodcast at gmail.com. We love you. Thanks for listening. If you've left a review, we appreciate that. If you haven't, why not? Try it, please. It's free. <laughs> it can't cost you nothing and uh, helps us out a lot. Unless it's like a low review, in which case, please don't do that. A lot of people enjoy us, and I'm sorry that you don't. Send us an email and tell us why you don't, and we'll work on it. Well, depending. Depending, yeah. Mm. You're not the fucking boss of me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay trash. You stay trashy, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, wait, it's garbage. Oh, You said sh- that wrong. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do it again. Hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. (laughs) I will. Bye-bye. Bye-bye for real.